Thank you for downloading our podcast today. We hope this message is a blessing to you. For more information about Revolution, check us out at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. So we're in week two of our series called Identity. Last week we talked about, will the real you be you? Come on, somebody needs to say that. Will the real you be you? Had an awesome time last week talking about how we are the thumbprint of God. And if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Uh, Old things have passed away. New things have now come. We have the thumbprint of God. We learned last week that we had to be able to see ourselves the way God sees us. That we have to be able to accept this truth the way God sees us. And we have to be able to reject the lies of the enemy so that we can walk in everything that God has called us to be. Now today I want to go a little bit further. Today's inspiration came to me on a walk back from a morning walk that I was doing with, with Jeannie. We were just walking back to her, to her house and, and just thanking God for the blessing in our life. You know, you have to thank God for the blessing in your life. And, and you'll see why later on in this message. But we're just thanking God for His goodness, thanking God for our family, thanking God for our relationship, thanking God for our neighborhood because when we first moved to the neighborhood, there were eight or nine foreclosed uh, homes on the street. And so you know, here we are three years later, every house is full, people are prospering, neighbors are fun, neighbors are excited, and I was just thanking God because when we bought our house, we bought our house out of foreclosure as well, and in, in the, the neighborhood was depressed at the time, but we knew God told us to move here, and so I was just thanking God for the turnaround that happened on our street, and it was amazing. And so I found myself saying this, I said, Lord, thank you that the market changed and everybody here is experiencing great blessing and great breakthrough. And in the middle of that, just thanking God, I heard the Lord say to me right in here. And he said, son, he said, why is it easier for you to believe that everything changed on this street because of the market? Why, why can't you believe that everything changed on this mar- on the street because of the blessing that's on your life? When you moved into this neighborhood, things started to change in this neighborhood. And when he said that to me, it just hit me so hard the way God sees us. God sees us blessed. <laughs> and the problem is, do we see ourselves blessed? And I'm going to show you throughout this message today that whatever situation you find yourself in, the blessing of God is on you. If you are a believer in Jesus, the blessing of God is on you. If you have a business that needs to restart in this season, the blessing of God is on you. If you walk into a store and there are no customers there because the blessing of God is on you, people are going to come. I'm telling you because the blessing of God is on us. We will begin to see the miraculous. Does anybody believe that out there today? Come on. The title of this message today is this. While last week it was, Will the Real You Be You? This week, I want you to know that the real you is blessed. Come on, that's the title today. The real you is blessed. Now turn to somebody, come on next to you that's watching there, there in your living room and tell them, the real you is blessed. Find somebody else and tell them, I think he's talking to you. Come on, somebody. This is awesome. We're going to talk about how the blessing of God is already on us. 
Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for this message. I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to speak the word of God today and to minister this word, Lord, in this season. I ask your Holy Spirit to fill me, to anoint me, to give me the ability to speak with clarity and Lord, and allow the people to hear, Lord, without any hindrance so this way we can become all that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Hey, before we get started, I want you to say this out loud and they say, I'm blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. You know, that's what this whole identity series is about. It's about teaching us that we got God's thumbprint on us and that we're blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. So whose idea was it for you and I to be blessed in the first place. You know, we've all been listening to the song called The Blessing, all right? If you're a part of our community or you're just jumping on, this, that song, The Blessing, has been so powerful and has been such a guiding light for so many of us in this crazy season that we find ourselves in, right? The Blessing, where does that song come from? It's an Old Testament passage. The roots of that song are found in the Old Testament. It's called the Old Testament blessing or the benediction. It's a blessing in Numbers chapter 6. We're going to read this today. This is the blessing that God told Aaron, the priest, to put upon the Israelites. I want to read this to you. Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. Get your Bibles up. Follow along. Underline this. This is something you have to know because the real you is blessed. Uh, notice what it says here in verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance. That word countenance literally means to look after. The Lord lift up his countenance or the Lord look after you and give you peace. This is amazing. This is the promise of God's blessing upon us. Now notice what verse 27 says. It says this. This is how Aaron and his sons shall call down my blessings upon the people of Israel. Now get this. And I myself will personally bless them. Blessing comes from God. It was his idea, all right? And here's the deal. The only qualification for this, the only condition that this applies to was you had to be an Israelite. If you were an Israelite, you were a candidate for this blessing. You were a candidate for the Lord to bless you. Isn't this amazing? All right, now someone just said, well, that seems, that's the Old Testament, Pastor Dino. All right, so I want to tell you what I believe the New Testament version is of the blessing. You know why? Because the real you is blessed. All right, look at this. John 10, 10. A lot of you know this. I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified Version of the Bible because it is so alive. Look what it says here. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you would and that you would have and enjoy life. This is awesome. You know, God wants you to enjoy life, even in this pandemic, even in all the chaos that's happening all around us. God still wants us to enjoy life because our enjoyment of life doesn't have to do with exterior circumstances. It has to do with an internal condition. We're going to talk about that in a minute. All right. So he says that, he want, that we would have and enjoy life 
and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. God wants us to experience his blessing in our life in a way that uh, it, it comes to us in a way until it overflows. This is awesome. We talked about it this morning at 7 at 7. Uh, real living. God has called us to live life at a place where we can enjoy real life, real living. And here's the deal. There's only one condition for this. And the one condition is this is that you have to be a believer in the Lord Jesus. That's it. There are no other conditions. You have to be a believer in the Lord Jesus. Isn't this amazing? If you are a Christian, you are a candidate for the blessing of God. God takes it personal when he says he can bless us. He wants us to be blessed. The real you is blessed. Now, here's the deal. The enemy wants us to look at or focus on our present condition. The present condition we might be in might may be chaotic. The present condition we may be in maybe uh, 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 in the pandemic maybe filled with worry or fret or maybe filled in a way where where we don't know where our next paycheck is going to come from or the uncertainty or 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 something is is in our present condition that has us worried, keeping us up at night. Okay, that may be our present condition, and I get it; it's very real. Okay, but this blessing is not based on our present condition. Our, this blessing is based on our present position, our present position in Jesus. When you're a Christian, you are in Jesus. Your present position is in Jesus. And God wants us to look at the present condition through our present position. God wants us to override the condition with our present position. Come on, is somebody getting this? Our present position is in Christ Jesus. We have a new identity. His thumbprint is on us. And as a result of just being a Christian, the real you is blessed. And God wants us to know this, that the real you is blessed. In fact, turn to the person next to you. Come on, just nudge them again. Tell them the real you is blessed. I'm telling you, come on, somebody, get this. The real you is blessed. All right, so turn over to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 3, because here's where it all starts, all right? I want you to see how God sees us, because remember, we've been saying all along, you've got to see it the way God sees it, you got to have to accept it as truth, and then you have to be able to reject all the lies of the enemy. The real you is blessed. All right, look at this. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, notice what it says. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. This is awesome. I want you to see this. The scripture says, He has blessed us. That's past tense. In God's mind, He already sees you blessed. Come on. If you're a Christian, He already sees you blessed. I'm trying to tell you today that the real you is blessed. This is how God sees it. And this word blessed here is amazing. You need to under, underline this, write this down. The word blessed means empowered to excel. 
So this is telling us that in God's mind, He has already empowered you to excel. He's already empowered me to excel. We have been empowered to excel because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is empowering us. I'm telling you right now, if you don't hear anything else, you got to get a hold of this. Jesus has empowered us to excel in life. Man, I wish I'd have known this in high school. <laughs> I would have accepted this as, as fact, man. And I would have power to excel even more on the football field. I could have used some, some empowerment to excel in high school, sitting there in high school algebra. Come on, somebody. Or trigonometry, whatever the case, whatever class got you hung up. All right? we could, I could have used that. If you're a student watching this, I'm telling you, you've already been blessed. You've already received the ability to excel because Christ Jesus lives inside of us. Men, you got to get, get a hold of it. In God's mind, it's already done. When we receive Jesus as personal Savior, He empowered us to excel. This is how God sees us. We need to accept this as truth and reject anything contrary to this. What I'm sharing with you today is a game changer. I really believe that when we get a hold of this, even in the middle of this pandemic, like we've been saying, we don't want the pandemic to define our identity. We want the blessing of God. We want God's thumbprint on us to define us and help us go through this thing, all right? Now, especially with, with all the things that are going on again in mid-Michigan, okay? Folks, I'm telling you, We've got to support them in prayer, but we also have to remind them if they're a believer, they are already blessed. God is going to empower them to excel through this, this season. I'm telling you, he's going to empower all of us to excel through this season. All right. All right. So now here's a dilemma that I found when thinking about this subject. All right. Because the real you is blessed, but I don't feel blessed. I, I get it. I don't feel like I'm excelling. I don't feel like, you know, things are falling into place for me. I don't feel like I have the relationship that I want to be in. I don't feel like I'm in the job that I want to be in. I don't feel blessed. You know, I'm on unemployment, you know, and, and I'm living on a stimulus check. I get it. I understand that. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But here's, here's the dilemma here. Is it possible that we can be blessed and not know it? See, that's a dilemma. I think a lot of us, without understanding what the scripture teaches, we're blessed and we don't know it, okay? And I think about this, this, this story, true story, about, about a servant or a maid that worked in the queen service years ago, okay? Faithful, showed up, worked hard, gave her whole life to the queen service, all right? Received a retirement party when it was time for her to retire. Received a plaque from the queen that said, good job. She takes the plaque home and, and she goes, you know, back to her place there in her apartment to live out the rest of her years and, and not enough money uh, came in and she found herself living in squalor and living in poverty. Social workers showed up. They're trying to figure out how to help this woman who is faithful to the queen's service, okay? One social worker got really involved, went to the woman's house, sat with her, tried to figure out how they could help her, and noticed this plaque sitting on the woman's mantle. And as she went over to read the plaque or what the plaque said on, on this mantle, the social worker was in awe because the, the plaque was not just a decorative plaque. It actually was a promise from Her Majesty for a lifetime income for this faithful servant. 
But because this person, the, the servant woman, couldn't read, she didn't know that that's what this was. Think about this. This woman was blessed and didn't know it. She was already blessed. Come on, is somebody getting this? When Christ Jesus is in us and he empowers us to excel, we are already blessed. And a lot of us, we don't even realize it. I know I didn't realize it when I first became a Christian. I didn't realize that he, Jesus really empowers me or empowers us to live successful. He really empowers us to go through life overcoming situations. That's why I think this is so important. The thief has come to kill, steal, and to destroy. COVID-19 is of the thief. If, it's, if something is bad, it's of the thief. It's of the devil. If something is good, it's of God. But Jesus came to give us a life and life more abundant. He came to help us to excel over COVID-19. He's helping us to excel over this pandemic. Come on, is somebody getting this? That is our real identity. The real you is blessed, even in those times when we don't know it. I was thinking about another home that Jeannie and I were looking at, and, and it was right. We wanted to move closer to my sister, and, and and just we wanted to be as a family and be close there. And so every week, every weekend, we got into the car, loaded up the kids, kept driving to that neighborhood that she lived in, and looking for a house that was for sale. Looked at this house, looked at that house, looked at so many houses. Took so much time in in in, in looking in that neighborhood, and I'm telling you, just at the right time. When we needed to move there, my sister lost her husband. I stood out in front of her house and I said, Lord, one of these houses on either side of her have to move now because I need to be close to my sister. I need to be close to my nieces. Within two weeks, the house to the left of my sister, the one I really wanted, came available. And we, and within two weeks, we had, we, we had an offer on it. We were getting ready to close on it. It was an amazing testimony. But I got to thinking about this. Let's just listen for a second. Driving every week to that neighborhood, week in and week out, God already had that house for me. I was already blessed and I didn't know it. Come on. I could have saved myself so much time. I could have saved myself so much time worrying and fretting. God had already set that place for me. I was already blessed and I didn't realize it. And I wonder, I wonder how much that applies to us, how many of us were already blessed and we really don't realize it. We're already walking in the blessing of God and we really don't even realize it. I mean, I'm challenging you. The real you is blessed. Yeah, I told you the story of a friend of mine who sat in my living room and we didn't know how he was going to pay his bills, thought he was going to lose his house. And he and the, and the letter from his bank was in his mailbox that he was avoiding because he didn't want to see the pileup of the bills like we've all done. Come on, somebody. OK, but there was a letter in his mailbox while he was sitting in my living room, drastically and significantly reducing the amount of his debt to the place to where he could stay in his house in an affordable way. He was blessed and he didn't know it. I got to wonder how many of us are blessed and we don't know. How many of us are like the maid servant who 
have a lifetime supply of income, but we really don't know it. Have a lifetime supply of joy, but we're not tapping into it. Have a lifetime supply of walking free of fear, but we're not tapping into it. Have a lifetime supply of walking with wisdom and direction, and we're not tapping into it. We're going to tap into it today. You know why? Because the real you is already blessed. All right, so how does this get going in our life? How, how, how do we practically then wrap our arms around this, okay, like we've been talking about, and, and, and make this alive in our life? All right, and here's the first thing I want you to get. Are you ready? Number one, God's blessings are not for sale. You have to get a hold of this. God's blessings are not for sale, all right? If you think you have to earn God's blessings, you have to work for God's blessings, or you have to do this or do that to get God to bless you, then you're missing the point here today. God's blessings are not for sale, all right? God's blessings come because we believe what Ephesians 1, 3 says, that he has already blessed us, all right? One of the things you get here at Revolution, we're going to continue to say this over and over and over. You have to believe right. And when you believe right, you're going to live right. When you believe that God's not giving you the spirit of fear, you will experience life without fear. When you believe that Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago, then you can experience healing in your life. When you believe right, you will live right. When you believe that you really are accepted from God, then you won't deal with rejection and dejection the way everybody else deals with rejection and dejection. Rejection and dejection, they're very real. It can happen to any single one of us. It makes us downcast, makes us feel condemned. But when we believe that we are accepted and when we are in the beloved, then we start living like we're accepted and we're in the beloved. Come on. Right believing leads to right living. And I'll take this a step further. Right believing leads to right receiving. God wants us to receive all that he has for us. But the blessing that we're talking about that starts in Christ Jesus, that has already been given to us, it starts with simply believing. Do I have any believers out there? And do I have any receivers out there? Come on, somebody. Talk to me in chat, man. Somebody needs to put out there, I am a receiver today. The real you is blessed. All right. All right. So here's number two. Start seeing God as your source. This is a big one. We have to begin seeing God as our source. And so many times we look at our natural resources or our natural sources, and it's really easy to do. I get it. I've done it. You've done it. It's easy to see that our unemployment check is our source. Or it's easy to see that the stimulus check is our source. It's easy to see that the government or the state is our source. But guess what? They're gonna, the stimulus check's going to run out. The unemployment's going to run out. That's why we have to see Jesus as our source. Because you know why? He will never run out on you. He will always find a way to get something to you. When you begin to see God as your source, you begin to experience what the scripture says, that he would never let the righteous be forsaken. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are irreversibly in right standing with him. He is not going to let you be forsaken. I know it can be scary. I know that, that, 
The pandemic can get us filled with fret and worry. I know it's very real. I read the reports too. But I'm telling you what I'm doing every single day of my life. I have to remind myself that God is my source. You have to remind yourself your employer is not your source. The government is not your source. Jesus is our source. All right. Now, here's when we begin to see that he is our source, then we begin to deal with thoughts of doubt. We begin to deal with things that, that look like may not be lining up for our next step. Okay. When we begin to see that God is our source, our trust is in him. It's amazing how things begin to start falling into place and they begin falling in place better than you could ever ask or think. And as we begin to see God as our source, here's, a, here's the other thing that helps us to do. It helps us to avoid the blame game, all right? Because I, I've been there, and you've probably been there too. We want to blame everybody else for our lack of resources. We want to blame, I don't have the right education, or, or I wasn't at the right place to get that job, or I wasn't at that particular venue to meet a certain person and as a result I, I wasn't able to get that breakthrough or or maybe I didn't get my PPP in time so this were therefore you know I, I'm not going to be able to to get that 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 stimulus from the government those are all things that every single one of us can suffer from guys the blame game and I'm telling you when we get rid of the blame game I'm telling you then we begin to see that God is our source over all of these things supernatural peace begins to come to us I'm saying look to Jesus as your source look to the finished work of the Lord Jesus as your source listen when we start playing the blame game and we start getting into fear or fret or worry, what we're saying is that Jesus isn't big enough to take care of us. What we're saying is that everything he did on the cross, his finished work wasn't enough. I know. Look, I, I'm talking to myself too because this is what, I, what I'm sharing with you is something that I've learned. That when we worry and when we're fret, we're saying, Jesus, what you did wasn't enough. And somehow this worry and this fret is the thing that's going to help me cross the finish line. Now, you and I both know worry and fret cannot help anyone cross the finish line. It does nothing but just suck the life out of us, suck the energy out of us. What I want to encourage you to do is look to Jesus. See him as your source. I'm telling you, see him as your source, even if you feel like you've lost something. A lot of us have lost something in this season. Maybe we've lost a job. Maybe we've lost a relationship with somebody. Maybe, maybe we've lost something in our health. I'm telling you, all of us have experienced some kind of loss in this season. I've experienced the loss of not being able to be with you and be together. We've all experienced some kind of loss, you guys, right? But there's an amazing promise. When we begin to see Jesus as our source, all right, there's this amazing promise found in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Let me read this to you, okay? Look what it says. It says, God is able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not only be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Guys, this is an amazing promise that when we begin to see Jesus as our source, he is able to make up lost ground for us. Come on, students. 
Those of you who are wondering what your fall is going to look like, God is able to make that up to you. If you had a, 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 a wrecked graduation service come out like so many of you have, God is able to make it up to you somehow, some way. If you lost ground in your business, come on, I know I'm talking to some business people right now. God is able to make it up to you right now. Don't get caught up in the blame game. Don't get caught up on, you know, that you didn't receive enough help from the government or you didn't receive enough help from the state. Thank God for the stimulus checks. Thank God for the unemployment, che uh, unemployment checks. Thank God for all of that assistance. Thank God for all of it. But that's not your source. That's, those sources can't make up to you what you may have lost. God can make it up to you. God can redeem your time. I love that scripture that talks about how God redeems the time because that word redeem literally means he's able to make it up to you and then some. Isn't that awesome? He's able to make it up to you and then some. I prophesy to you that if you've lost something through this pandemic, you get a hold of this, that the real you is blessed. God himself is going to find a way to make it up to you. Don't get into fret. Don't get into worry. Don't, don't get into unbelief. Don't get into blaming somebody. Don't get into offense. Come on, don't get into offense. That's a big one right there. You're offended at the government. You're offended at this person. You're offended at your neighbor. Don't get into offense. That's all designed to get you to take your eye off of the fact that God is your source. God is your source. And I'm telling you, he's going to show himself up big for you right now. Will you believe him? Believe that God is your source and that he's going to make up the difference for you. Okay, now I know. I know that, that, that this is all like real. And I know that, that, that uh, every one of us can experience the things that we're experiencing. But I promise you, I promise you that if you begin to see this, that God's blessings are not for sale and that God is your source, and you do this third thing right here, which I believe can really help us. This is the part that we do in an, in an active way. Are you ready for this one? This is amazing. This is the reason why I keep saying the real you is blessed. I want you to begin saying, I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. Come on, practice that with me. I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. Come on, are you getting this? You guys, do you believe that Jesus is blessed? Do you believe that Jesus is in fear? Do you believe that Jesus is fretting about anything? Do you believe Jesus is wondering how this pandemic is going to end? Do you believe Jesus is, is worrying everybody? Oh, I don't know how my church is going to survive all this. No, 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 no. And here's the awesome part about this. The scripture says that as he is, so are we in this earth. I promise you, I promise you that the more we begin to say, I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed, the more you're going to begin to see this operating in your life. The more you're going to be, begin to see yourself blessed. See, we're not blessed in and of ourselves. We are blessed because Jesus is blessed. And because we're in Jesus, that makes us blessed. Come on, somebody. You've been hearing me say, say this over and over again. If God loves Jesus more than he loves you, then he's not just. 
And I'm trying to tell you, God loves Jesus just as much as he loves you. God loves you just as, he mu- just as much as he loves Jesus. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this earth. I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. You're blessed because Jesus is blessed. Come on, do I have any receivers out there today? Say that one more time. I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. Man, I'm going to tell you something. What I've learned in my life is to say that in the face of discouragement. To say that in the face of that last check or that last meal or that last situation. I have learned that when you don't know what your next step is or you don't know what what that next uh, outcome or how the outcome is going to be because of all the uncertainty, I have just learned, guys, to say in the face of uncertainty, I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. Come on, are you guys getting this? This is where your faith is in action. This is where your faith is in motion now to begin to declare, I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. I don't feel blessed. Can't go by feelings. You have to go by what the Word of God says. The Word of God says, Ephesians 1.3, that He has blessed you already. I'm blessed because Jesus is blessed. And this is so difficult. I know, especially in the middle of this this pandemic. And and we've been saying again and again, we don't want the pandemic to define us, that we want to rise above this. We want our identity in Christ Jesus to rise head and shoulders above this pandemic. And we can by understanding that the real you is blessed. The situation we're in, though, is very real. It can feel bleak. I think about the victims in Midland. My goodness, when you see the pictures and you see the discouragement on people's faces, it's terrible. And and our heart goes out to them and our heart should go out to them. We should be praying for them, okay? But that present condition, it doesn't change our present position in Christ Jesus because right in the middle of all of that chaos, in the middle of all of that commotion, in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of all the uncertainty, in the middle of all the fear, we are still blessed. I think about Joseph. A lot of you guys know the story of Joseph, okay? Rejected, dejected from his family. I mean, think about what he went through. He lived for his family and his family turned on him, sold him into slavery. Man, think about that betrayal. Think about the pain that he went through in his heart. Then he gets picked up by a band of slave traders, all right? And and, and he's a good-looking kid, so he's going to go for a hefty price. He's stuck on a trading block, you guys. Come on. I want you to see how miserable this situation was. And there he was in his nakedness, being prodded and examined like a hunk of meat. I mean, this is so barbaric. Nobody should go through this. Think about this. Think what was going through his mind. I was raised in a good home. I was raised in a a family that I thought loved me. And here I am on this trading block, poked and prodded like an animal. Come on, somebody. Are you getting this? And right in the middle of of all of this, Genesis 39 says this, and it's so amazing. It says, the Lord was with 
Joseph, and he was a successful man. Think about it. It doesn't, it didn't look like he was successful. It didn't look like he was in, in a position to where people would look and say, oh, you know, that guy's achieved some sort of success in life. His circumstances didn't look successful. His present condition didn't look successful. But yet, the Word of God says he was successful because God was with them. Now, let me leave you with this thought right here. Joseph wasn't successful because of his present condition. He wasn't successful because of what he had. He was successful because of who he had. He had God in his life. And I'm telling you, when you have God in your life, that is the beginning of success. And I'm going to say this again because as I'm studying the Old Testament and I'm seeing the way God blessed these men in the Old Testament, Joseph wasn't even considered a Christian. He wasn't even considered a child of God. He was a servant of God. I am telling you, come on, Christian. Come on, believer. In the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of that flood situation, you're not successful because of what you have. You are successful because of who you have. We have the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. And because we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, He sees us successful. The real you is blessed. Are you getting this today, somebody? Your identity is in Christ Jesus. The real, will the real you be you? And the real you is blessed. Next week, you're going to find out that the real you is highly favored. And the week after that, you're going to find out that the real you is deeply loved. But right now, today, I want you to get a hold of this. Get a hold of this. You're blessed already. God sees you blessed. Not because of what you have, but because of who you have. The blessing of God in our life starts with making sure that Jesus Christ is in our life. You may be watching right now and you're saying, you know what, that all sounds great. I want to be blessed too. But maybe you don't know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the way we've been talking about throughout this message. And today I want to give you that invitation for you to receive him. You are, you can be blessed like any other Christian can be blessed just by way of accepting Christ Jesus. We're blessed not by what we have or what we even do. We're blessed by who we have, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ who comes to live inside of us. And if you're watching me today and you said, Pastor, you know that I've never... Uh, invited Christ into my life, I want to pray with you to receive Christ in your life right where you're at right now. And it's so simple. It's so easy to do. Anybody can do this. And I promise it'll be the beginning of a brand new life for you. So what I want you to do is just right where you are, just pray this simple prayer with me if I'm speaking to you and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my personal Savior. I believe God sent you to the earth to die for me. And I believe that God raised you from the dead to pay for my sins. Right now, I receive you as my Savior. In your name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to send the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give 
or about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.